Welcome back to another episode of House to House. It is your boy, Kyler. Across me as always, the guy who picked the pack of pickup peppers, Peter. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, my man? And of course, the big bad boss, David Bay. Ooh! Ooh! Oh, it feels so good, man. It's been so long. Promise always delivers. Ah, oh, shit. Nice. Anybody, anybody in office judging you, no? Uh, COVID lah. Not many ah. Uh, okay, so it's fine lah. Not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, in this episode, we'll be talking about MSR and TDSR. Now, wait, wait, wait. Before you shut off the episode, I know it can be a bit daunting to learn new stuff and new acronyms, but it is important and we'll try to keep it as succinct as possible. Alright, uh, let's start off. Um, Bay, can you explain to everyone what is Masur and Tadasur? Okay. Okay, let me, let me say a few things first, right? So, you know, I've, said, I've repeated this many times. Everybody who wants to buy a house should always answer three questions. And once they clear the three questions, then go on the hunt. Because they want to anchor this very huge financial and emotional purchase onto finance. So that you do not get manipulated by a housing agent or by your heart to buy something that you can't afford and question number one has always been loan eligibility so obviously msr and tdsr is about question one so what is msr and tdsr mortgage servicing ratio and total debt servicing ratio now i've done this for a long time i don't want to say things that most of you may or may not know but I would rather Kyler and Peter have a discussion on it and I would just jump in to, to correct it if they're wrong or add in the, you know, the, the exciting things. Um, and also to, you know, at the end of the day, if they, start, if they start talking for 20 seconds and then I talk the next 20 minutes, then that means they don't know anything. Like, which then I will have a problem with them working in the faster, writing content. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, okay, our so, final exams, yeah, this one. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, okay, today not Kyler is the main host, but I the pretend host. Huh? So Kyler, oh, what no. do you think? <laughs> what is MSR used for versus TDSR used for? Why need two things? From what I know, it's MSR, it's more towards... Um, okay, there are two different things because there are two different types of units, public properties and private properties. So MSR is used for public properties, I think, which means like HDB owned... Uh, units like HDB flats and your ECs um, before they transition. And then TDSR, uh, it's more for private properties. So that's your landed properties and also your ECs. Um, but I think it's after your transition. I'm not sure if it applies to before as well. Yeah. Peter? Uh, almost there. Almost there. I'm glad the things I taught you in the you know, beginning of your time at Mortgage Master weren't <laughs> totally forgotten. Uh, yes, you're right. So MSL is for HDB property uh whether bto or resale and for ecs before that transition that you speak of which means that 10 years before it becomes a fully privatized property so while like you said while it's still public msr applies tdsr is just for all properties uh it's not a matter of public versus private it's just a, an umbrella an umbrella uh limitation mm. and it covers a bit more than msr but chances are from our experience, 
and Bay, this is where you get to jump in also. If you can meet MSL, chances are you will have met TDSL. Hmm. Unfortunately, everything was... I was so happy because also I thought you remember, but... <laughs> but the last sentence was wrong. Only the last sentence. Okay, so... It also oh, quiet, right. it's not really scolding there. Not really. <laughs> Harvest. Time to look for a new job on LinkedIn, really. Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> hey can you, can you contact your high school? Okay, so TDSR right, is total debt servicing ratio at 60%, meaning that you have to take into account all liabilities to pass this. Okay, so I, I, I break this down. Huh? TDSR, total debt, means all debt in your life. 60%. So if I earn 10,000 a month, every debt that I can have is up to 6,000 a month installments. Okay, that's why 60% of 10,000, right? So if I have a car loan of 1,000, if I have a personal guarantor to my friend's renovation loan, 500. If I have credit card personal loans installments, 500. That's $2,000, right? So from the 6K TDSR, minus 2,000, I'm left with 4,000. Then we put 4,000 into the maximum monthly installments possible for a housing loan. Then you can borrow up to that amount. It's like algebra. So if you have a lot of liabilities and monthly installments other places, at other places, you can only borrow less money for mortgage. Lesser money for mortgage. Well, my English, go home. So any, anyway, that's TDSR. MSR is not total debt servicing ratio. Huh? It's mortgage servicing ratio. I don't care about your car loan. I don't care about your personal loan. I only care about your mortgage. 30%. So it means that if I earn 10,000 a month, I just need to fulfill 3K for mortgage servicing ratio. Can already. That's why if you have no liabilities at all, TDSR is 60%, MSR is 30%. Hey, I can borrow double when I'm buying a private property which uses TDSR. And mortgage only can borrow 30%. So if a person has a lot of debts, then your TDSR will be lower than your MSR. La. So as, as Peter said, if your MSR pass, you should pass TDSR. Wrong. La, because MSR never take into account other debts. Okay? So I, I hope I'm is clear, Peter, uh, clear or not. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Uh, in your experience, how many times have people, you know, actually been able to fail TDSR if they can pass MSR? Because your mortgage installments are normally high, that's why it's normally the highest thing in most people's life. But in my experience, actually, all the hard cases is because they have 6,000 a month in installments for personal loans and they earn 10k, 11k only. That's why they actually fail TDSR. People's liability is actually a lot. Okay, insurance is not a liability, but you know, there are some younger people who are less disciplined. I earn 5k a month. Uh, I buy a very, very nice car, 2000. Immediately, it eats up your, your loan ability. Right? Mm. So that's where TDSR does fail. Or businessmen who need to take personal loans to sustain business. Or RWS or MDS regulars who need a lot of personal loans. You know, these, these things happen. And, and that's where um, I would say maybe 5% of people who come to us actually have credit problems. And this is why. TDSR has to be implemented because if I don't care about your credit, everybody who earns 10K can borrow the same amount of money. But no, I have to look into your other liabilities as well. Okay, so this is clear. 
Now, I'm going to move to the next question. Huh? Wait, sorry, before we before we move on, can I check something? So, I just want to check. Okay, so MSR is 30% of income, right? Uh, is That's like the maximum you can borrow, right? Yes. Okay, so if that... Okay, so let's say we use the same example of like... Uh, for example, I earn 10K. Uh, um, mm. So my MSR, the max I can pay each month back to my uh, mortgage is 3000 So if we put this in TDS, uh, um, like what you mentioned, um, 1000 car loan, 500 personal guarantee loan, and then another 500 credit card loan. And then I have this 2000 right? So for TDSR is 6000 The difference is 4000 So actually, I cannot use the 4000 now, right? Because my MSR max is 30%. If the max is I can pay back is three thousand, technically my mortgage in my TDS I cannot take the four thousand, right? Correct. So uh, for yeah. property, you only look at TDSR. For HDBs or government property, you look at MSR and TDSR and take the lesser of. Oh, okay, okay. Understand, understand. Yeah. Okay, Thanks. so just just to make sure for it's clear for everyone, if let's say you get like um hdb properties follow the 30 percent one but if it's my when it comes to like landed and uh private condos it's you don't have to follow msr right then yeah you don't have to so that one you just have to follow your tdsr which is the 60 percent one there are it's, it's more lenient in that way yes okay so actually my next question was this and uh, this one i directed directly to peter okay why is msr 30 percent and tdsr percent what was the government's idea letting HDB buyers loan less money than private. Wow, sorts yeah. Lucky I never could have this one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I think um, the government recognizes that most homeowners are, are going to buy public property. So it makes sense for uh, the stricter regulations to be you know, imposed on, on the majority of people based on a varying, uh, varying income across the board, whereas those who uh, generally will be drawn towards private property are usually more able to, uh, to finance their situation, presumably. So it can be a bit more lenient. That, that's mm. my guess. Uh. Yeah. Tyler, your guess? Ah, still, I still need answer. It's guesses. There's no... There's no okay, there is, there is a wrong, okay, but <laughs> there's no punishment for wrong. I mean, so ask your guess. Uh. Uh, I, I agree with what Peter said because I think they're trying to implement some stricter rules for the essentially the general public, right? Like most people are getting public housing. So they just want to make sure that the general public can afford the house. That's why there are stricter rules. And then once you can sort of prove that you are able to afford private properties, they're like, okay, can close one eye a bit, that kind of thing. Mm, again, it's... There's no right or wrong, right? Because your, your belief in the theory is your belief in the theory. The government didn't come out to say, this is the answer. So I can't say you're wrong, but mm -hmm. I hope that my answer is more right. Just okay, so what is your belief? What is your belief? <laughs> okay, uh, you look, look at it. Uh. On Mortgage Master website right now, I'm at a calculator. I key in some numbers. If I earn 5000 a month, combined family income, so probably not the best, rich family, but also 5k is still okay, I guess. Um, combiner, I take a 25-year loan, I can borrow 300k for a HDB and 600k double. Let's say I got no liability, so literally 30% versus 60% is double, right? I can borrow 600k for, um, for a condominium. Look, 
if I could borrow 600k for HDB, I will not buy 500k HDB anymore. I will probably buy 800k HDB. And that was what was happening at that point of time. Haokang Avenue 8, HDB can sell at 880,000. Today, it went back to 600 plus. Why was it okay at 800k in 2010, 2011? Because everybody could borrow the amount of money to pay for it. You see, mm. when you're 40 years old, so 25-year loan means you're 40 years old, if you earn, fam- if you earn 5k a month la, every year since 25, so that's 20 years, right? Um, your CPF OA will have around, will have around a lot of money. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> nice 12, calculation. <laughs> 12 times 20 years, right? You will have 240,000. So mm. if you can borrow 600k and you got 240k in your CPF, you can buy 800k. Yeah, mm. I talk slower. You can borrow 600k, you got 240k in your CPF. 600 plus 240 equals 840. You can buy 800,000. Then HGB prices will just continue to rise and rise and rise and public subsidized housing, which is supposed to be cheaper, is no longer going to be cheap. And that's why this was implemented. So now, if I earn 5K a month, I only can get 300K loan. I can buy a 500K 5-room flat. And the 500K 5-room flat will not suddenly go to 800K because, you know, market demand is there. Okay, so now we don't talk about resale, resale. we talk about BTO. Imagine BTO cap at that point of time was like, what, 12,000? So 12,000, you can borrow 700 over 1,000. Uh, then what's the point of capping it at 12K? Because you can borrow that much. You can literally take a 90% loan every single time. So mm-hmm. there will be people who earn 5,000. And BTOs are how much, huh, Kyler? Uh, the most atas BTO that is not pinnacle is uh I think the max I've seen was 700k I think okay so if you earn 5,000 a month you can take 600k loan everybody also can afford the 700k BTO then that then everybody just apply for the most expensive five room everybody wants five room then who will want the four room flats who will want the three room flats mm. yeah it, it just doesn't it so, just so, doesn't work anymore. La. Yeah. So it's not so much about uh, the government put, setting these measures as to put everyone in their rightful place, la, but it's just to equally balance the demand for all types of uh, housing, is it? Okay, so these were cooling measures in, imposed because the property prices was just rising sky high. Private mm. property is about supply and demand. So you put cooling measures to tax people more, that's awesome. Okay, government has more money and they make our roads no potholes like our neighboring country <laughs> and our streets brightly lit so that our daughters can walk home at 2 a.m. after Zook and I have no fear of them getting abducted. Nothing happening. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so great tax, okay? But HDBs are government subsidized properties. The, the rise at that point of time was just crazy. Like I said, Haokang. I'm not talking about Amokyo Hub. I'm not talking about Clementi Central, Topayo Central. I'm talking about Haokang. Not really near Haokang Mall even. Not near the Haokang MRT even. 800k. Does it make sense to you? When you cannot borrow so much and you only have 200k in your CPF and maybe 50k in the bank cash, which you know that when you buy an older resale or even a BTO, you need to spend some money on renovation as well, right? Yeah. If you only can borrow 300k, suddenly the price normalizes at 
500k. Even if you can, you, you, earn, you earn family income 10k a month, you can buy 800k, but you may not want to buy 800k. Ma. So the prices, the prices of HGB properties normalize back downwards. And a lot of um, the group of people who bought in actually 2012, 2011 were greatly affected. And that's where you have some rare cases of negative sale of HGB. It's actually those group of people mainly la, who bought it in at the highest point before MSR was introduced. So, so cooling measure is, is there to regulate the pricing, in my opinion. I mean, that was literally why cooling measures were implemented, right? So... Mm. That's why there's no right or wrong for both your answers, but I would actually tear it towards regulating the pricing, not caring whether people could afford it. Lah. Because, uh, yeah, you, I mean, TDSR is about whether you can afford, but MSR is literally, it's already half. You can often can afford one. Uh, it's, just three, Singapore, yeah. it's just Singapore kiasu, lah, then they always go for the highest one. Correct. So you earn 5k a month, right? Uh, 300k loan your maximum. At, let's say today interest rate, you take the highest interest rate for HGB today, 1.5%. It's 1,002 a month. Uh, you earn 5K, your CPF OA contribution a month is close to 1,002. You definitely can afford. La. Maybe cash every month, $100 only. Why cannot afford? Confirm can afford one. <laughs> so that was, awesome. okay. that was the reason why. La. Okay, so now next question to win a prize. Bazin, <laughs> either one of you, right? Um, and why was it implemented? Laoshi, Laoshi, raising up my hand. Yes, from what I, 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 <laughs> from what I know, um, it was implemented as a the purpose of it was a cooling measure. Um, it was implemented in 2013, if I'm not wrong. And it's because um before that, like I think I think leading up to 2013, people really uh started to buy properties, uh see properties and buy properties as investments. And they sort of like really went all out because there was no MSR and TDSR back then. They really went all out. And when, what I mean by all out is they used their savings. La, they make a higher down payment, these kind of things to avoid the interest, to avoid uh, getting a longer loans and these kind of things. And then it makes them, um, you know, not having that good financial management in a sense. How about you, Peter? Honestly, I, I don't remember a time before MSR and TDSR. Uh, 2013 was when I started getting into the industry. So, I but my guess is uh, I do remember the days of when people were paying high COVs, cash over valuation, which we talked about in a previous episode. Uh, people, in other words, people were were thought that they could leverage their you know their finances more. People thought that they could uh, bid for property prices, you know, spend more money on property, and Therefore, you know, things were getting competitive, you know, sellers were getting excited because buyers were willing to offer huge amounts of money for their property and so on and so forth. Sounds yeah. similar to now, right? Actually. <laughs> it's coming yeah. back, but it's coming back. The, yeah. cycle, the cycle has repeated. Let me give you the history. Um, before MSR and TDSR was, was implemented, being a mortgage banker, it was actually cowboy town. What do I mean by that? We could do weird things because there was no law guiding this. So every bank has their own guidelines. In UOB, anything I believe, because I was not in UOB, anything below a 3 mil loan, if you show 200k in your bank account, your loan automatically approved. And obviously, if you buy a 
three mil house, you have 200k in your bank account for the down payment. La. That's all they need to see. Uh. Yeah. And of course, the banks um, allowed those because property prices kept on rising. So even if they had to foreclose at the point of time, there was no risk of getting their capital back. I mean, the banks are taking the risk, uh, not the consumers, right? Because the yeah, bank yeah. is earning the money. Um, however, because of the UOB scheme, other banks also had, I'm sorry if I don't mention their names because I don't really remember, but these schemes were the most played with power tools because it's, it's just that simple. And that's why when this law came out, the guidelines are removed and the, every bank has to follow this. That means if today DBS grants you X amount of money, Every single bank will grant you the X amount of money exactly the same, plus minus, because you're following an, a formula given by the government and you cannot deviate from it. So that was why it was implemented in 2013. Okay, so <laughs> that is a little bit of history on that. Okay, so we've gone through what MSR stands for, the percentage, perhaps some history and the reasons why. Uh, now, what else is next, Kyla? you actually the boss, not me. Lah, so. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, I need to I need to make this a sound bite, man, and then just put it in every episode at the start or something. Uh so we've gone through what MSI is, what TDSI is. Maybe we can move on to why it's important, or have we sort of covered that really? Hmm. Feels like we covered it. Unless uh, there's more to say. Uh, because I okay, from what uh, my understanding is that why it's important, right? Is that one, it's compulsory for everybody since 2013. And um, it, it's not something that people consider, you know, when they come to house. They just look at location, the price, and then that's all. But whether they can, whether they're sort of eligible, it's like an eligibility check, right? Yes. To how much they can borrow. And then um, that leads to whether they can get the house they want. Lah. So the MSR and TDSR is sort of like an eligibility check. Uh, but I guess also why it's important is because uh, it determines how much loan you can take, sort of. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly, did we sort of cover that already? Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, I think maybe now we can move on to maybe some things that we can do to if let's say we can't if people can't reach the MSR and TDSR limit. Limit. What do you mean by limit? So the limit is thirty and sixty percent, right? Yes. But what happens if let's say okay, let's use TDSR an example. Your total debt servicing ratio. We've mentioned that basically all your debts can add up to sixty percent. Um, and so what happens if let's say, or what, maybe we can suggest some things that people can do if let's say their car loan very expensive, their education loan still very high, but then they want to afford that house. What are some things that they can do? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> why, why like, <laughs> am I no, saying things wrongly? It's not so much wrongly, but, um, like, like one thing that you definitely should do is not get a car loan before you settle your your home loan so mm-hmm. that you have more you know more more space to play around yeah, 60% has more space to play around mm. uh, the same goes for all your other loans uh, presumably if you can pay off some of them before applying you will have a much easier time you know securing a higher loan from the bank right okay yeah. Uh, yeah, cause I, I I saw this article suggesting some things that we can do to if let's say you can't meet that limit, and then there there were six things lah, but I just take two lah. The first one they say is increase down payment, then the second one is to increase income. So I mean, okay, if let's say we're talk to we're talking about increase. Oh wait, wait, wait why you laugh? Is it wrong? Yeah, okay, hey, Kyler, you cannot afford this loan lah. You're not eligible for the loan. Please go increase your income. 
I don't know. I mean, That's it, not this, I I mean, okay, so basically it's algebra, right? If 60% of your... If you can only take up to 60% of your income, then one way is to just make sure you don't borrow that much, which is why they suggest increasing the down payment. Mm. Or the other way is to just increase your income like, so that your 60% of a higher number is higher. So as in, yeah. it makes sense in theory, mm. but just saying it out loud sounds a little ridiculous like, because it's ah, basically saying, okay. you know, if you can't afford to borrow this much, then just be ready to spend just more, more cash. Go work more every yeah. time. Okay. But, but when they say raise income, they literally can be asking you to show like what I mentioned just yeah, you want to raise your income by two thousand? Show three hundred and twenty k. The three hundred and twenty k can borrow from your mom first. Put in your account only, ma. Show lah. No, but uh, but B, are there are there ways to show more income documents, like to prove that you know you have other sources of income or something? Uh, Part time very hard. Um, mm. No, you cannot. You find a second job, they will ask you why you got two jobs also. Right? Mm, Sometimes uh... you can say I'm a consultant for two companies, and and both are full time. I've done those cases often enough and they allow, but it better be relevant in that piece. Uh. But you know, anything that you suddenly need to raise your income by is, is actually telling you to go and do something grey, right? Okay. Yeah. We, we, we prefer to look at it as rather than increase your income, we rather you choose the more yeah, comfortable if, house. Uh. If you don't yeah. earn that money realistically, really, yeah. and you use some way of getting the income proven by asking your friend to pay you or whatever. Mm. At the end of the day, the person who suffers is you. Eh. You can't afford the house because the government made this 60% TDSR. Imagine you got you, you got double the pay. Then now your TDSR is 120%. How do you afford your house? Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. De- we are debunking. We are debunking theories. On yeah, how the, yeah. Paying more down payment is quite dull. But, but then that's why, right? The three questions... Loan eligibility, do you have the down payment? If you don't have the down payment, you also cannot buy the more expensive house. Mm. Yeah, so you want to buy one mil house, I count, 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 you only can borrow 500k. Question one is 500k. Question two, do you have the down payment? You have 500k or half? Ah. Okay, yeah. question two also pass, right? You know? Mm, okay. Uh, just in case some people didn't understand why increasing your down payment can help with your MSR and TDSR is because you make a higher down payment, you basically take a lower loan and then you don't have to borrow as much, uh, basically, and then you don't have to meet your MSR and TDSR as much. Am I right to say that? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Ah, see? Yes, I've earned my place in Mortgage Master already. Yeah, you earned yes. long ago. Lah. Uh, no, no, no. I'm still the mortgage no, don't worry. I I'm I am for I'm a voice for the people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, is there anything else? Yeah, I think that's that's all. Um, uh, I I believe this is a very good topic to at least the one hundred one. Yeah, we we can definitely have a one hundred two or one hundred three like in the future and everything. But I think this is just a introductory course. I I don't know how introductory it is like, to people who have like who really didn't know anything about housing, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So yeah, but I mean, if anything, if there's any questions that you have or you need some clarifications, you know, as always, you can always just send it over to us at podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg. If you enjoy what you're listening to, do consider hitting that follow button. We really appreciate it. Um, but if that's that, then you can catch us with a new episode next Monday. 
okay, outro. Uh, Oktoberfest was supposed to start on the 18th of September for this year. Uh, if you if you didn't, then yeah, lah, it was supposed to start 18th of September, but cause of COVID. But did you ever realize that Oktoberfest means it's okay to beer fest? Aha, aha, didn't know that, right? It's what to beer fest? Okay, to okay. Beer fest. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Oh, oh yeah, that's oh. right. Yeah, <laughs> that's three oh my's right there. That's right. See ya. Oh.